And now for an episode of Knuckleheads in Isolation, Drinking Black Coffee. Uh, Kyle, uh, is it Wednesday yet? I, I don't know. I think so. I think it's Wednesday or Friday. Who knows? Wednesday or Friday. I don't know. This has been the longest decade of my life, but uh, I I love that every morning I can start uh, by seeing your shining bald head. Yep. Yep. It is. It it is. It it brings radiant light into your life. It it does. See, I have that because I, I have like effervescent skin or something or no. What's the, what are those kind of lights? Fluorescent skin. Fluorescent. So it just kind of gives light off to all who see. And Especially when you're sunburned. You get yeah. a nice glow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was, that was rough. I scratched my forehead and that, you, that You hurt. are a ginger and you live at altitude. You got to take care of that, man. <laughs> I do. It, it takes like five seconds. I, well, you know, of course I preached longer than that, but I, I look like Bob the tomato after the uh, service on, on Sunday. <laughs> Uh, but I was glad to pull it off. But but Kyle, you know I've got I've got a cup of coffee uh, here, yes. my my so Walt I. Disney uh, mug because I'm still bitter that I'm not there. But I also have my mornings are for coffee and contemplation mug filled with popcorn. Nice. Now I wonder I, why I have popcorn. Can you think of why? I you know that there is an an SBC personality that has kind of become famous for his love of popcorn yeah and who could that be it ain't ronnie <laughs> it's not ronnie it is the only man in sbc life willing to actually nominate you for a <laughs> position <laughs> and that bart. is the yes the illustrious was, dr bart barber it was only that one time yes <laughs> and 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 we saw what happened that led to reach down yes. <laughs> to prevent this from taking place we, Supernaturally we, prevented. Yes, that's right. <laughs> we all thank the Lord today. Bart Barber, uh, pastor of First Baptist Church in Farmersville, uh, the hometown of my dad, and uh, also the hometown of Audie Murphy, uh, as you are always going to be reminded of if you ever visit <laughs> Farmersville. Uh, but Bart, how are you doing, man? Hey, you know, we're coronavirus free here as far as we know uh, in the Barber household and uh, busy as we can be these days, but uh, doing just fine. Uh, awesome. Actually, I think everybody can tell that I'm uh, awake, alert, energetic, ready to go without having had to imbibe artificial stimulants into my body. <laughs> That's just because it was bourbon instead. We understand. <laughs> oh, whoa. Wow. Right, Bart? Is that right? Wow. Is that what you had this morning? Unfriend. Let's, let's start Unfriend. <laughs> Unfollow. I mean, hey, if, if Bart is doing a blog post instead of a Twitter thread, there has to be something in his water. There has to be. <laughs> Bart, it's all this... It's all this isolation. I'm getting cabin <laughs> fever. I have to, I have to do something. The fingers are oh. starting to, to twitch. You got it. Yeah. Oh man, Bart, it's so good to uh, to see you. A couple of uh, years ago, we were at the SBC uh, meeting in Dallas, and I think either a couple of days before, maybe a couple of days after, uh, we we got our families together for waffles. Uh, I don't remember. It was the Main Street Cafe or something like that. In Wiley. In Wiley, Texas. Oh, Wiley, Texas. So uh, Bart Bart is thankful, not just because of the annual meeting being canceled and so forth. Bart is also thankful that I I pastored in like every first or served in every first Baptist church surrounding 
Farmersville, ever <laughs> Farmersville. And so, so his church is still doing well today because of that. Uh, but uh, all those other churches are doing better now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, they realized we could only get better from here. You know, I, I gave them the bar, and then now they know that all all we have to do is just, you know, we we anyway. Bart, we're glad you're you're on here, and you mentioned that sometimes, you are. Sometimes I think you're kind of like that guy in that Marty Robbins song that you just rode off to the Badlands in New Mexico and have have hidden out. If, if you ever came back here, somebody an armed band would shoot you or something. Yeah. You know, like, I, yeah. I, I have given up my my Texas citizenship, and that was the hardest thing ever. But it probably saved my life. So, <laughs> Bart, and, and you that, mentioned... by the way, that song took place in El Paso, man. If if I'm not mistaken, isn't that the? Oh yeah, that's the song. That the, that's the song. Yep, El Paso. So we should so all that... sing it. Yeah, <laughs> out in the West Texas town. Hey, you're doing the Paso. song covers now, Kyle. Hey, so that's... that's right. I'll have to. I will add that one into my rotation. If you can play those guitar licks, I'm going to be very impressed. <laughs> Kyle, I want. I want you to do. You need to calm down. My Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want. I want Kyle to do some Taylor Swift. Uh, Bart, <clears throat> Bart, you mentioned something. Uh, the B word earlier, not the B word that would get our children in trouble, but the B word as in busy. And that is the, I think the, the word for the decade <laughs> this, this past week, uh, for, for every pastor trying to figure out live stream, drive in what, you know, what, whatever we, we mentioned yesterday, uh, you know, I, I don't think that you just hang on our every word. So you might've missed our chat with, with Patrick, but he, he talked about the fact that what a blessing we have our kids with us right now. Uh, and, and especially in this season, as we're, we're busy, you know, for, for me, it might, in something like this, I would prefer to be meeting with people and on the phone and all of that kind of stuff. But that kind of got taken away from me in the fact that we have to do it from here. And so I have my kids with me. So we're able to still kind of manage some of those things and not be too distant, uh, from, from them. But yet everybody's trying to figure this out kind of as we go to adapt, improvise, overcome. Uh, has probably been the theme for all churches right now, maybe even changing into their uh, their mission statements. But uh, Bart, tell us how busyness uh, has has affected your your work there in Farmersville. Well, uh, I was actually on the way back from um, hiking the Bright Angel Trail uh, and camping at the bottom of the Grand Canyon, uh, so I was in terrible pain. But uh, on, the, on the way back from there, when, um, when the, the, the social distancing recommendations started to come into place for here, for Farmersville, and so on the bus, on a, on a Saturday, a Friday night, a Saturday morning, uh, we're trying to completely redesign a worship service in 24 hours uh, that had been planned for weeks and weeks uh, to try to to try to alter this and put it all together, um, and so the the busyness has come. I, I, for me, I'm sure for you guys too. The busyness has come largely out of the immediate pivot mm -hmm. uh, to to move from things that we plan and execute over the course of weeks uh, into make plans Monday and Tuesday government changes the restrictions and just sort of carpet bombs the plans that you had made. <laughs> and so you have to redo those plans over again to, to reflect what the new reality is. Uh, that has meant for me 
busyness in terms of planning. Um, our church is at a position where it employs people other than me. And so it's also meant busyness in terms of trying to take care of employees. Uh, I've got custodians over buildings that nobody's getting dirty anymore. Yeah. And so we're painting <laughs> and, uh, and, and doing other kinds of deferred maintenance um, so that they continue to be employed. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, and so that has involved the kind of busyness of my running to Home Depot and getting paint and bring it back to, to keep them supplied with the things that they need. Uh, week one, our live stream consisted of my taking this computer that I'm speaking to you on right now, unplugging it, setting it on the front pew at FBC Farmersville with this webcam pointed up toward the platform and our doing our thing. James looked like he was in Saskatchewan, the, the guy who's, uh, who, who's leading worship. He's like this tiny speck uh, back in the back of the, of the screen. Uh, and, um, uh, and I, I got out from behind my pulpit and, and channeled Kyle Bierman, uh, um, just do like a little stool talk or something down, uh, in front of the, in front of the camera. Uh, and, uh, and really actually, True, true fact, over the course of like a 25-minute sermon, I don't think I asked a single question. So it was really very it was Kyle. Very, very Kyle. <laughs> it was. Uh, very Kyle of very Kyle. It was, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was real. But um, then, then also, you know, so we've gone from that to this last week. We had two iPhones that were, uh, connected to a software application to allow us to switch between those so that you can see James, you can see me. And then today, um, uh, yesterday I was crawling under our church sanctuary. Uh, pulling so uh, with the kids, I've got ha having a man cub helps <laughs> a lot. Uh, I've got, uh, I've got Jim who's 17. And the great thing about having 17 year old son is all you have to do is suggest to them they're incapable of doing something and then <laughs> boom they're in they get it they get it done and so he's he's an outdoors kind of guy staying inside the house drives him nuts and so he's helping me we're installing these little ptz optics uh, cameras uh to uh to have a better live stream experience in place on sunday and um and a lot of that is stuff that we're social distance. Now we have shelter in place order. So we can't really bring in volunteers mm -hmm. uh, to do these things. And um, so we're super busy just trying to pivot and invent new ways to do things. Yeah. You know, I had this, I had this feeling when, um, so Monday we got our, they didn't call it shelter in place here in New Mexico. They just called it stay at home orders. It's, it's the same thing, but for for me, that was at least that that at least gave us a sense of normalcy for a period, right? So we knew at least, hey, for this next season, you know, it might be two weeks, it might be a month, it might be two months. We know that we're going to be live streaming. We we know we're so so suddenly there wasn't like what was happening last week where, you know, at, at first the orders came down. Well, you can't have anybody. You can't have groups larger than a hundred. Okay, cool. We're we're right at that number. We can pull off a worship service, and then it came down to fifty. Okay. 
Um, we can do two services. No, no problem. We'll just do two services. That's great. <clears throat> then to now you can't have groups more than 10. And now uh, five. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so, you know, last week it was, like you said, it was like, it was like every single plan you'd make <laughs> suddenly gets blown up. And uh, so I, I am thankful. I think just for the season of not, not normal, but at least uh, some normalcy to, to be able to, to know, Hey, this, for the next few weeks, this is what things are going to look like. Yeah, lots of phone calls, lots yeah. of zoom meetings. Um, and, and we just adjust to what, whatever we're going to call this season. <laughs> you know, though, the, the president is talking about trying to have the economy open for Easter. Yeah. Saw that. And I don't, so for us, I mean, we're, um, so we're a church that has choir, you know, we're, we're, um, we're, we're not just, we're not just praise team uh, kind of stuff. We've got, we've got choir and, 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 um, and, and for us, we have a good Friday service plan, Easter service plan uh, that involves uh, a lot of things musically and uh, careful planning on the preaching side of things and, and, and outreach planning for that day. And then all this came across and we started saying, well, uh, so we're going to have to come up with plan B for Good Friday and Easter. And honestly, if things turn around and they're like, okay, you can be open for Easter, we're really messed up. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> because there's been no rehearsal or practice right. or anything over the course of all this time to get ready for that. Yeah. And so if we had Easter services in the building, uh, it'd have to be something completely different yeah. from either no, I, plan A or plan B or right. plan C or plan D. Yeah. And, and yeah, we're, so right now in New Mexico, we're in the same boat. So I, technically our stay at home um, restrictions are supposed to end on good Friday right now. And um, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of in your same boat. I'm, I'm not sure that's going to happen. Um, it would be great to, for, for everything to open up and us to, yeah, I would I would love nothing more than to have to figure out an Easter service in two days. Amen. I, <laughs> right? I, I agree. That, it would be a it would be a fantastic celebration to be back together. And, what, and I'm just I'm not sure that's a reality, but it would be fun. What I thought has been kind of nice about this this whole thing, you know, God God and you know, He gives us things that uh, sometimes stretch us just a bit. And Kyle knows me pretty well. My family certainly knows me very well that we plan just about every five minutes of my life. And, you know, when we, when we go on vacation and so forth, we've got, you know, the exits are planned so that we can get off the road, get gas, get a bite, get back on the road like a pit stop. I mean, we've got a time that we're trying to keep, we get where we're going. And, and that plan always allows us to get there, to have the maximum amount of time and to stay under budget. Like all those plans are great. <laughs> And, and now it's like all of the long range plans that I, I had, uh, you know, over the last couple of, of years, things we would be doing this year right now, like you said, carpet bombed, <laughs> they're, they're done. And so I've had to, to kind of adapt to let's make a plan, make the most of what we can do right now. When that changes, then we'll, we'll adapt. We'll have some plans, kind of ideas in the back of our mind, you know, and so forth and pivot to those if we need to. And, and so that was last week was just, I had all these plans and, and I just had to, for my sanity, right, kind of an, an if then scenario. If we're still under the hundred, we do this. If it moves to this, we do this. If we can't meet at all, we do this. And, and, uh, and a lot of that, I think, leads us right to, uh, you know, we mentioned your, your blog yesterday, 
uh, and and we'll put a link in the the show notes to it so they don't have to look for a Twitter thread that I'm sure will come as well. Uh, but uh, but but tell us a little bit about the the blog because we we have decided technically in in New Mexico, Kyle and I would be able to have services as normal even if we had a hundred thousand people in our church. We're we're technically exempt from the the orders or whatever from from the governor. Uh, however, we have decided Kyle's continuing to do live stream. I'm doing the drive-in uh, because we we love our neighbors. We want to exercise wisdom, all all of those kinds of things. And and I think that leads to kind of the impetus of your uh, blog. Tell us why you wrote it. Kind of the give us the the short version of it, which I'm telling a preacher to do that. So you know. <laughs> Under 45 minutes. Well, uh, any pastor ought to have a profound yearning and desire to continue the gathering of the congregation for worship. Mm -hmm. And I haven't encountered any pastor who doesn't have that. I think we all miss that gathering. Our church members miss that gathering. Live streaming can't take the place of that. Uh, I'm thankful for it. Uh, we're we're doing that uh, because uh, it's taking the place of otherwise having nothing. Uh, but there's there's no outcome, no possible outcome where we come to the end of this and FBC Farmersville says, you know what? Let's just sell the buildings and quit <laughs> gathering uh, in person and let's just go online from here on out. That's that's not going to happen. And so, you know, with that with that yearning. Uh, right now we're at a point where we're largely almost universally in the Southern Baptist Convention um, doing something other than gathering. Uh, I think the vast preponderance, would you all agree? Uh, the mm -hmm. vast preponderance yeah. of Southern Baptist churches aren't, aren't gathering physically at this point. Uh, but that for us, that's two weeks now. And I'm already kind of antsy mm -hmm. about it. And uh, we don't know how long this is going to go. And sooner or later, we're really, I think all of us, the people arguing over this way right now, oh, we're going to meet. Oh, we shouldn't meet. Oh, you're horrible. Oh, you're going to hell or whatever. You know, it's just really the, the nature of Twitter debate. Uh, people on all sides of this, I think, in a month, in two months, I mean, if this continues into June, uh, People on all sides of this are going to be, we've got to meet. Uh, we, we can't do this forever. Yeah. And uh, knowing that that feeling is coming, if things don't change soon, I just started trying to think through what would this look like? If the, if, how would I assess? What are all the things that I would need to weigh as costs and benefits of coming to the point maybe where we would say whatever Caesar has said we must obey God rather than men we're gonna we're gonna gather and meet and one of the things that comes to mind for me is that's really our asserting a free exercise claim right we're saying uh, we're saying we have the freedom in this country to exercise our faith and our faith requires that we gather to worship and uh, and, and free exercise, uh, jurisprudence in the United States had, was changed forever in 1990. Uh, I say forever. It was changed in 1990. It needs to be changed back. And, um, 
And so there are really some, there, there are some ways that we're opening up a risk um, if, we, if we push too hard too soon in the wrong way to defy government orders where those government orders are in place, to defy government orders and to meet anyway. Really a, a tremendous vulnerability that we might not only lose in court, but we might also uh, cause Congress to consider repealing RIFRA. Uh, the Religious Freedom Rest Restoration Act, or uh, or do some things that that would really harm a lot of the major gains that have been made in the Supreme Court for religious liberty over the course of the past uh, uh, decade or so. And and right now, like we said, so so New Mexico churches are exempt from the from the uh, groups of no large no larger than five uh, restriction, but that's not the case everywhere right now. Right. I mean, there, there have been some states that have decided for the for the um, sake of public health, no one is exempt from this order at this time. Right. right? So right. and so that, I know that's going to that's going to differ state to state how that how that plays out. Um, but you're right. I mean, I think, you know, right now, I think it's um, I, I, I I was not comfortable continuing to meet looking at the congregation that we have looking at the effects that this virus has, particularly on um, older and uh, older people and those that have underlying health conditions. Um, I, I just said, you know, I, I think in this season, um, part of shepherding the flock right now is protecting them. And the best way to protect them is, is for at least for a time for us not to meet. Um, because, because, you know, and, and Matt, uh, every, every pastor knows, we can tell people, listen, you know, if, if, you, if you're, if you're in poor health, stay home. If you, you know, if you're not, comfortable being around, stay home. And, and we will still have those, those uh, older people, older folks that are, that have fragile immune systems still show up because the doors are open to the church. And, and so I think you're right. At some point <clears throat> we're going to, we're going to have those conversations about if, if this is prolonged, at what point do we, do we have to gather? Maybe that's once a month for a period, but at least to, to be in, the presence of other believers physically for our own spiritual health and, um, and, and our own, man, just, just a boost of, of, uh, Holy spirit energy into our, <laughs> into our lives. So. And, and beyond that, um, uh, let me, let me say, Kyle, nobody is going to make these decisions solely based upon worrying what a Supreme court decision right. is going to be at some point. Right. right? I mean, if, if what, I, if what I wrote about had been the most important thing going on, I would have written a book and made money selling it or, or a pamphlet. I hear that you can make money uh, selling <laughs> make a pamphlet. a ton of money selling a pamphlet. <laughs> Absolutely, because you guys are raking it in. But uh, um, the, uh, you know, blogs are for the meaningless things that you write that you can't sell. Uh, and so, um, so I recognize that this is way, way, way down the list. Uh, of concerns for making these decisions, but there are other things that are there too um, that that we don't necessarily talk about very much. I, I don't. Are y'all running into problems with your bylaws at this point? Because you know we're a congregationally governed church, and so we're in a situation where the 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 crisis of the moment is forcing us to have to make some decisions about things to do. But I can't gather a congregation to vote on yeah. any of the things that we need to do. And, so, so, yeah, yeah, so, so I would say in our, in our case, we had our business meeting on uh, March 15th. 
because we, we still met that Sunday. Yeah. April, who knows? <laughs> not, I mean, right. I'm not, I'm, yeah. we'll, we'll, and we'll, we'll deal with that in a couple of weeks <laughs> to try to figure right. out what's going to happen. But, but you're right. There are, at some point, there are um, questions about how do we make these decisions? Because right now it's been me and some trusted men saying, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to meet. This is how we're going to do Sunday school for this time. And, and so far, I mean, there, there hasn't been any pushback on that because I think everyone, I think generally everybody recognizes that this is a very unique situation that yeah. no one, that no one that's alive has faced right. in, in our, in our nation. And, and probably, you know, something that, that my kids and maybe even my grandkids won't face, hopefully. Right. Um, so yeah, it's a, it, it's going to be interesting. The, it's the, the, it's, time. I mean, to, to some, to some degree, we're trying to defer some decision-making Yeah. and honestly, and, and I am like writing about congregationalism. I'm, <laughs> I'm the, I'm, I'm a big, you're literally big, writing the textbook. <laughs> I, I'm a big, big, big fan of congregationalism. And even I am at the point where some things I'm just having to say, we're going to make a decision. And we're gonna we're gonna ask for forgiveness rather than permission because we can't ask for permission. Yeah. Yeah. And we but we in a crisis moment we have to do what is best for preserving the health of the of the congregation. And the, what we what we're doing is, um, you know, we're we're reaching out to to lay leaders in the church, kind of one on one informally, and saying give us your sense of this. So we're trying to practice as close to congregationalism as we yeah. can in a really strange circumstance. And, and as we, as we wrap up, that's one of the things we, we did technically, if there's ever a cancellation of, of services like planned, you know, we have to vote on it, that kind of deal. Uh, weather issues, uh, we can, you know, we can kind of decide that between me and the, the deacons. And so I just shared with them some of the, I didn't think it ever snowed in Mayhill. Oh, it, it, it did. Only when Matt is Only gone. Only when you're gone. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it did this year quite a bit. But uh, so that's what we started doing. I've never been on the phone that much in my life and uh, calling each of the deacons. Hey, what are your what are your thoughts? Do you think we need to cancel, not cancel? Because they have a good pulse on the members. And uh, and so I know the members that I'm I'm closest to. And of course, those that I, you know, reach out to all. But but I know kind of the feeling of those that are kind of more in my demographic or whatever, but what, what are the thoughts of the rest? And so it went from, this is kind of just an overblown media hype that, that we don't really need to worry about to then realism set in. And, you know, they started seeing the numbers and what was actually coming And in the fact that major multi-million billion dollar operations don't just shut down uh, for, for a hoax. I think that started to be like, Oh, that there's something here. And, and so that's when they, they, they ultimately deferred to me that we, we trust you. We believe in you. We're praying for you, that kind of deal. And uh, so Bart, thank you uh, for coming on, even though you don't like coffee. So it seems weird that you're on an episode about drinking. Not only, not only do I not like coffee, I really don't care for y'all very much. Well, yeah, that's even better. (laughs) But you know, we, we have uh, Ronnie Floyd uh, for, for tomorrow's and, uh, and, and he likes us. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take that every day over Mr. Choir climbing under the deal. You know, we hate live stream. Da, da, da. No, I'm just kidding. Howdy doody, Kyle. Matt, I'm a little sad today. Do you know why? I, I think I do because today would be opening day for... Today was supposed to be opening day. So that's why I have my, have my Charlie Brown shirt so that I can both celebrate and grieve in a way that only Charlie Brown can. Yeah. <laughs>
I've got a I've got an awesome video that's going to be posting probably while we're doing this uh, that I hope goes viral. It's my only my only hope because I'm not going to be playing a accordion uh, for for the world to see or anything like that. So this is my only hope, and it's me playing baseball with myself. And, uh, yeah, yeah. and so I'm ready for that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm ready for baseball to be back. But I am glad that they're offering a lot of the games and so forth online. And I'd already been doing that kind of searching for classic Astros and yeah. Rangers game. I, I watched Nolan Ryan uh, beat uh, Robin Ventura up about a thousand oh. times. I just kept replaying it. And uh, it just and, warms your heart. Like, yes. like on a bad day that can lift the spirit, it, you know, it, nothing it, like just watching some guy get, you know, his face beaten to a bloody pulp. Yes. I mean, nothing more Christian for a pastor to do <laughs> than watch what, what Jesus is going to do to Satan one day. <laughs> so that's, that's what I took it as, but uh, now, parallel. Yeah. So, so Kyle, what are we going to talk about today? I'm thinking it could be something like, you ready? Yeah, go for it. Money, 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 money. Hey, and I even got some money. I've got, this is all we have left. Yep. <laughs> 30, <laughs> 33 cents. So is, because is that all of, that's left in your retirement account at the moment. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. It's, it's dollar, a block dollar of, bills, y'all. That's what we're yeah. talking about. We, speaking of Nolan Ryan and Robin Ventura, Nolan Ryan has apparently knocked out my retirement. So, um, uh, Todd, uh, welcome to the show. You've gotten to listen to our nonsense for a few minutes here. Uh, well, if I'd have known you were going to go, if you were, I'd known you were going to go baseball, I would have come dressed. I had tickets for opening day. Oh. So last year, I've always wanted to go to opening day always yeah. and so my family my kids and my wife got uh got me tickets for christmas and i went to braves opening day wow and uh, and i just there's nothing better in baseball than opening day unless it's playoff baseball because even the concession people are jacked to see you like <laughs> everyone is so happy to see you it was unbelievable and so I've been trying to do my, my sports fix like everybody else has been trying to do. So, so my teams are winning every night. I don't know how you guys are doing it. It's amazing. Yeah, the Astros are undefeated. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, so I went back and found um, the, the, uh, the Red Sox breaking the curse series. And so mm. I, picked, I picked up at, at the American League Championship Yankees at the uh, fourth game. And I've been watching it like every night, seven o'clock, just like it's supposed to happen. You know, just, just pace myself out. So we we want, you know, the, the Red Sox won the American League championship last night in my house, and, awesome. and so we're on the little series. That's fantastic. Kyle now probably officially hates you. Like he's already written you <laughs> off in 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 his book now with your your fandom. Uh, but uh, and and by the way, uh, since since some will be able to to watch this behind your uh, your your hair is a southwestern diploma is it that is. uh is that yours or did you like get it off ebay no 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 no. <laughs> that's legit that's nice legit. That's legit. Uh, so so two-thirds of our uh guests on this show right now the people on this show uh are are highly qualified and effective in ministry and then there's that one guy um all here I right am. In the middle. and it's and it's me and I and I deal with money. <laughs> I have I have no I have no accounting finance background whatsoever. Yeah. You got a preacher handling money. What yes. 
<laughs> well, Todd, so, so first, what, what do you do at, uh, at Lifeway? Uh, right now, I guess we all do the exact same thing, and that is sitting on the other side of a computer screen during Zoom meetings. Uh, maybe oh, absolutely. With, uh, the, the COVID mullet going on. I, I know that I did that yesterday for a uh, Zoom meeting we were supposed to have uh, in the BCNM uh, that was actually today. And <laughs> I, tonight I, at 6.30. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I got up or, or I, I got my dinner. I ate it like an hour early. I got up and I put on a, a dress shirt so I, I at least looked pastoral. And, and then I was wearing shorts and um, house shoes. Shorts and slippers. So, so right. I feel like that's probably, we're, we're in the same boat there. But tell us what you do at, at LifeWave. Yeah, so Maybe these, when these slippers are getting worn out, bro. <laughs> 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 um, so, so just a little bit of background since you mentioned the seminary thing. Um, so the first half of my career, I was a full-time pastor. And so I church planted, rural church pastored, bivocational pastor, been on staff in mega churches. And then the second half of my career, I, which began in about 2000, was 100% doing nothing but helping churches with generosity strategies. So that's been since 2000. So it could have been you know, me helping a church dig out of a ditch because they got in a hard place, or it could have been me trying to help raise tens of millions of dollars for a mega church. And then, you know, Lifeway called and asked if we would automate 20 years, really, of insights and wisdoms for, for every church to have and put it in a place that every church could afford. And so at LifewayGenerosity.com, that's what we've done. We've got hundreds of hours of coaching uh, for a pastor at no cost. Uh, we have sermons, small groups, and we, we have, you know, it's all centered around this digital giving platform that's really second to none, that's uniquely built for the church. And so it's a one-stop shop. That's what we try to create, a one-stop shop for every pastor to get what he needs. Yeah. And uh, I guess it, it might have been, was it about a year ago when when you called and and uh, just just kind of visited and, and encouraged with, uh, encouraged me for a while? I think it was about a a year ago, maybe. I was trying I'm to figure sure. out, I was even trying to figure out how we got connected, you know, because it was like email, and then we ended up calling each other about a year ago and just visiting, and it was before the, your book came out, I think. The, yeah. the, the truth is that Matt just stalks people, and so no one really knows how they get connected to Matt. He just shows up just, one day. and just show up. And I'm in your life forever. <laughs> and suddenly it's been two years that you've been acquainted with him. You're like, how, how did that happen? How did that happen? Let the record one day with a birthday gift. Yeah, let the record show that Kyle was the first one to call me. So... <laughs> <laughs> when uh yes. when we were coming to uh may hill so kyle kyle reached out and was like you don't need to come up here it's terrible <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> so uh the the whole point of that before kyle made it all awkward and stuff uh was that that you have a heart for for pastors and you are a pastor you've been a pastor you have a heart for for pastors and uh and you aim to encourage and that's kind of the heart uh, that we have, and and right now, uh, we've we've been sharing over the last couple of days about kind of this pandemic is a great equalizer. Um, it's taking a lot of people out of their comfort zone and creatively thinking through what they're going to do to disciple their folks. And so we had Patrick Watts on to to talk through some of that. Uh, and then you know now we'll we'll have you talk in just a moment about what Lifeway is is doing for churches during this time when it comes to generosity because. Churches like like mine, 
live stream and, and some of that immediately is going to cut out uh, at least a quarter of our, our people. Uh, you know, it, it cut on, out everybody. It cut out everybody on Sunday morning. Well, right? I mean, this they is were crashed and left and right. Yeah. So, so that's the great thing about being out kind of in the West and in the yeah. mountain time zone, because I, I think by the time we jumped on, um, like the the East and the Central for the most part had gone off, and so the, right. the platforms had a little bit of time to recover. <laughs> the Bible Belt was out. The, yeah, there, was there's, the there's not nearly as many own. churches, and, and and it was before California, so so there were just not that many churches out here in the in the Mountain Time Zone. Worked out I pretty know, well. I, I just say the people who immediately did drive-in church, and I know Matt, you did that. Sheer genius. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Did I you mean, hear that, Kyle? It's, it's, did you hear that? It's, yeah, I mean, just, say say that sim- one more time, Todd. I, I want to make sure that Kyle heard that. <laughs> the and, simplification of that and all that it accomplished. Oh, genius! And, and uh, you know, and and we we were toying back and forth between FM transmitter side of things and and just pulling out the speakers because that Blast it. The, the easy one was that you know the FM yeah, thing. Right. I was going to have, and, and I started thinking about it in terms of person-to-person contact one, because uh, if we went the FM route, knowing that only about 50% of our, our people get the emails, I'm going to have to go to every car and be like, turn to 80.8, <laughs> take it off the country station. We can hear it. You know, and it's, I, I knew that that was an issue. And then the 200 feet radius thing was going to be an issue for, for the shape of our parking lot. We're very long and and very thin. And so everybody was going to have to spread out. And so we threw out the speakers. And and what that did for for our context is, again, going back to those that couldn't live stream, we we put it up, you know, we had live stream going for those that couldn't come or didn't feel comfortable coming or didn't know if they could hear. We we said, you will hear. That's the one thing. (laughs) You will hear it in Alamogordo. But but if you feel like you can't hear, you stay at home. This is where it's going to be online if you got it. And then uh, it also allowed us to uh, to take an offering in our case uh, mm-hmm. because we we had before the pandemic one person using our our online giving, and mm-hmm. uh, after the pandemic that has has doubled. I can say that I have doubled <laughs> our online giver. Digital giving uh, has doubled. We have doubled in Mayhill, but that only makes two. So right. we knew that that also was going to help with. Uh, with that, because the thing that that y'all know that Kyle knows is that the needs that we we already have in our churches, I have a feeling they're not going to decrease on on the end and and through this whole pandemic. We're going to have more people right. in our communities that lose jobs, maybe lose loved ones, uh, right. you know, all of those kinds of things. It's going to have a cumulative effect for our churches, and now's not the time. To uh, to just say, well, we'll just take up an offering in a couple of months. We we need to keep right. uh, maintaining that opportunity for our people to give. And so, quickly share with us what what Lifeway generosity or generosity at Lifeway or Todd's brainchild is right. is accomplishing for for churches during this time. Yeah. So I, I woke up to COVID, you know, two Mondays ago, and all I could see in my head was how many small churches and church plants we might, might lose, yeah. right? I mean, pastors were just trying to get ready for Sunday. I was seeing like three, four weeks from now. And so what we did, we immediately called our, our dev team together 
And we started, we, we created a system to crank out online giving pages that were customized for every church in America. And we shipped them live. You didn't even have to have a website, didn't have to have any tech. We would do that for you. We did all of that work. So we literally became every church's tech team. All they had to do was ask. And so if, if they want to go to lifewaygenerosity.com slash coronavirus, they can see, see that there. And then I've been going live multiple times, again, at no cost on Facebook, doing coaching to help pastors through this. And I'm always trying to be like a week ahead, yeah. right? Because you, you guys are trying to help your people first, not be afraid, terrified, right? Then we had to tell them, well, what are we going to do? And now, now we're going to have to start figuring out the money. That's going to become really important really, really fast. So I've tried to be a week ahead. So we have a Facebook group called Church Giving and Stewardship. And I do live coaching in there two times a week just to help. But you know, we've got an article coming out either this week or early next. And I really do think, Matt, that I think everyone's got to have online giving. If it's at all possible, you have to do that because it's not going to go away. But you got to get out of your old school skills. Right. I mean, we're going to we're going to have drive through offerings. We got to You know, you got to put it all in all in play, because even if you have online giving, not everybody's going to do it. There's not. You know yeah. what I mean? So you, you got to get creative with that. My my favorite uh, my favorite change we have made is uh, upgrading our uh, website to, I guess, the HTTPS or, mm -hmm. or whatever, so because. <laughs> because when you would go to the give page, it said right above it, not secure. Right. <laughs> so it's like, we're trying to tell people this is a safe way to give da, 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 and right, right above it says not secured. So uh, thankfully our, our uh, secretary caught that and, and uh, picked that up. And uh, you know, I, I was thinking back to, you know, my, my mom and dad's church uh, does kind of across the board, you know, those, you know, they pass the plate, they've got the thing in the back, they've got, online giving, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I still remember, I think it was like monthly uh, when the uh, the tithe envelope showed up with their names on it and all that kind of stuff. Yep. And had, it, you had your box. You got it, a whole yes, box. I used yes. to get a whole box for a year. Yep. And, <laughs> and the first thing they did, and, and that, that also goes to that generational differences. Mm -hmm. You know, Kyle, Kyle and I probably prefer online um, and, and so forth. But my mom and dad, as soon as that box came in, they grabbed four checks and they just mm -hmm. post dated them based on whatever day it was. And then they just, they had it ready to go. And, uh, and so, you know, for, for us, of course, we had the online that we know we're going to keep telling people about it, but we're going to still have to realize that this is kind of fundraising time in a, in a sense. Uh, yeah. and, uh, so self dress stamped envelopes, all of that kind of stuff. Kyle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, pastoral visits. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah, just so much you can do right now. Right now, when I go on my, because of that, from now on, every pastoral visit I make, I'm going to take the offering plate with me and I'm just going to stand <laughs> at the door. <laughs> you, 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 you know, I don't, I don't want to come in because I don't want to, I don't want to spread anything to you. But yeah, but could you please just, do yeah, just, just throw the check right here and, and I'll be on my merry way. If you don't, I'm coughing. Right. <laughs> and, and Todd, you know, I think, I think you made it, you made a good point. You know, so many of pastors, like I know last week in, in, in our church and, and I know Matt too, like I spent all week just trying to get Sunday ready, right? right? Because it wasn't suddenly, it wasn't just um, setting up a, uh, you know, writing a sermon. Right. It was, it, it was a testing a, a, a live stream, right? Making sure that, that audio worked and, and making right. sure that video worked and getting our, um, 
for, for the first time getting like multiple streaming platforms right up and running rather than just setting up a, a webcam and going live to Facebook and so yeah I mean last week there was nothing beyond Sunday right that's that right. was it yeah. if we can make it here everyone was a know. church planter last week yes that's right we were, and then, we were all viral church planters yeah, yeah. we all became and, televangelists overnight yeah, and so. hey and that and that is that is a great point because I church surfed on Sunday morning I church surfed we have a lot of customers I want to see how they were doing and I want to see how everybody was doing. And I was just blessed by the creativity and really blessed by the excellence that you saw. It was amazing. But there is a translation there to the offering moment because, you know, when you're on TV, you can't explain five different ways to give. Right. It's like one, one way, yeah. one, one way. And so that's the advice I've been trying to give pastors this week is, look, don't try. Don't put it at the end because if they, if they click, I'm not watching anymore or it drops, you're sunk, right? Put it, put it in the middle and give it really good, meaningful time. Tell them to do one thing. And then remember that they're probably watching on the device you want them to give on so they can't do it right then. Yeah. You know, so yeah. just so, so much strategy actually has to go into that moment for it to really work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did everything wrong then. Um, <laughs> I put it at the very end. Uh, hey, no, I'm just, we, uh, we're making it work, man. It easy we, got it, the drive. we did. We, so in, in for our folks at home, at home, we did that. And uh, so at least I did the one thing I said, you know, after this, please visit Mayhill Baptist slash gift and, and so forth. And, and, uh, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're all figuring out as we go. And I, and I feel like pastors maybe right now they've realized that this, this is normal for the next couple of weeks. We've got it. We've got a plan. We know what we can do now. Then we can pivot into meeting some of those, pressing needs with our folks and in which is good because the the time that it was changing by the minute, it seemed like, you know, cause we went from in our, in our context, we went from a hundred to 50 to 10 to now five. Like my family can't even leave our house technically. And, right. and, uh, and, and so and that happened in the course of like 10 days, we went yeah. from, you meet hey. two groups of a hundred down to five. <laughs> oh, at last it, I felt so bad for pastors because 10 days ago, the whole thing started on like a Friday and pastors didn't know what to do. Yeah. And then like every three hour, the pastor would be back on Facebook live telling everybody <laughs> the new plan because yeah. the government was changed. And you could just yeah. see it was like that wartime face. They yeah. had just super tired and exhausted. It was just, what do we even do on Sunday? They were just trying to figure it out. Yeah. I felt so yeah. bad watching <laughs> all of that for them. Because our, you know, we're, we're a little more behind on the technology. I was having to call each of our deacons. Oh. So I, I called and I said, okay, right now we, you know, we've just been, told that it's going to be 50. Uh, so here's, here's an idea I want to just kind of put in front of you. Cause we're not at the point right now where we can have church wide votes and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and I didn't want to cancel services. And so I said, here, here's the idea. And so I'm talking to each of these, these guys, and most of them are hard of hearing. So I'm having to like yell into the phone. We're going to have two services. One is going to be at nine o'clock. One is going to be at 11 o'clock. In between, we're going to clean. Here's how we're, and, and then there's a thousand questions that I'm having to answer. And it was about right. five and a half hours that I was on the phone uh. to my deacons that day. And then it changed right after. And I, <laughs> I just, if, if there was anything in my hand, I know it was on the ground at that point. I was just, <laughs> I'm done. Like, and so, so I, I just called them back. I said, hey, we're doing drive-in church and we're going to figure it out. And so right. I just said, y'all, y'all come. You'll, you'll sit, here's where I'm going to stand. That's all we know right now. Yeah. But we're going to have service at our normal time. There won't be Sunday school. 
And then I just said, that's just going to be it for now. If it's raining, um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you can hey. probably still hear it with your window up. I don't mind getting wet. But, but uh, Billy right Graham used to do it with an umbrella, right? I've never seen yeah. the old pictures, right? Yeah. George Beverly Shea standing there next to him holding <laughs> the umbrella so he could preach. Yeah. And, and, and as we've said before, I mean, you know, this, this has been a great leveler across. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter if you're a church of 10 people or, or a mega church you're dealing with the exact same issues and the exact same questions right now. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. How do I, how do we do church online? How, mm-hmm. how do we, um, how do we care for our people during this time? How are we going to be able to pay our bills during this time? Mm-hmm. I mean, suddenly we're all asking the exact same questions, mm-hmm. right? And it, it doesn't matter if you have 10,000 people or 10, it, it's none of us were prepared for this. None mm-hmm. of us had training in, in pastoring through a pandemic. Yeah, Southwestern didn't rock bridge. You didn't, you didn't take that class. As we go. Yeah, that was, that was an elective. And I just thought, you know, Spanish flu, that was so long ago. No big deal. Uh, well, well, Todd, as we, as we wrap up, remind people of the website they can go to. And then also that Facebook group that you have uh, where they can get some ongoing uh, coaching as we wrap up. Yeah, so just go to the website, lifewaygenerosity.com slash coronavirus. And then in Facebook, go to just uh, go to the group Church Giving and Stewardship. Awesome. It's a closed it's a closed group, which means it's going to ask you three questions. As long as you know your name, as long as you know the name of your church, and then you can say one thing you'd like to learn, it's going to let you in. That's so so My, don't be intimidated by the closed. It's all for pastors, am, and we've I'm got almost seven hundred. Right yep. Yeah, we've got almost seven hundred folks, and it's been it's been awesome. And Matt, I would just say, as we close, I think it's really important for pastors right now. It is generosity season. Like your people are already living generously because the opportunities are being made available to them at work, through their friends, through family, and through other nonprofits in the city that have needs. So as quick as you can turn from all of this change and what are we doing to just survive as a church to the church still has a mission to live out, mm-hmm. right? We still have a mission to live out. And, th- and get, in the, get that going in your generosity conversation, your budget is going to turn from what do we do to stay open to our budget's 100% on COVID ministry focus. Yeah. That'll be helpful to you. Just how to talk about it. Yeah. Just how to talk about it. You know what I mean? Well, we appreciate the time, Todd. And the question I'm going to put in my uh, request is how can I grow a Guy Penrod hair like you <laughs> yeah so look when all, when all the when all the when all the barber shops and hairstylists closed up i was the only dude in all of america thought oh crap <laughs> it's gonna get it's gonna get real interesting here in a oh, couple man. of weeks well we're grateful for you and thank you for tuning in to another episode of knuckleheads in isolation drinking black uh coffee and uh may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. Have a wonderful day and stay generous.